seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit World. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit World. Welcome to another episode of The Hopeless Show. Show. The, show. the one and only Hopeless Show. There is only one. 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 Yes. One. I don't know why we have to have an echo today, but it just feels like. Yeah. No. It, We're recording from um, caverns down in New Mexico. Yes. In, <laughs> in, uh, or the Cavern Club in Liverpool. One of the two. You guys guess. Yeah. Yeah. Deep reference, deep Beatles reference. So the theme of this episode is labor, the word labor. Now that could mean many things. So we'll touch on it in many different ways. There are some touchy subjects to go along with it in many ways too. Yeah. And it wouldn't be a hopeless show without touchy subjects. No. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> so you, as, as you all know, there is a line. We sometimes cross it. And by sometimes, I mean... Most of the time. And I mean, why even will, have a line if no one's going to cross it? What the fuck is the point? Then just get rid of the line if nobody's going to go past it. So, yeah, it's like where I live. There's a there's a line on my street that says West Hollywood and Beverly Hills, and I I love that line because there's actually like you do cross it. You, like I'll be in West Hollywood and then I step over the line and I'm whoever I'm with. I'm like, <laughs> now I'm in Beverly Hills. And it's always funny to me, not to anyone else. It's always funny because I'm crossing that line to to the other city with with the line where you just are going to cross it no matter what. Like that. It can be funny like that. I actually have no idea what point I'm making. So no. it didn't lead anywhere except you're, you're laboring through this point. I am laboring through this point, which, uh, so before we start, I just want to tell everyone, if you enjoy this show, which you might not have enjoyed the last couple of minutes of it, but if you enjoy this show <laughs> overall, uh, go rate it, pause for a second, go rate the show, make a comment, something like that, because we, uh, we can use all the love and support that you all give us because that's what keeps us on the air. Yeah, and also if you believe that the earth is round... And that man did land on the moon. Also give us five stars. Yes. If you believe that water is good, give us five stars. <laughs> if you like dogs, give us five stars. If Just, you like beer, give us five stars. If you yep. don't like beer, give us five stars. Yes. What we're trying to say is please give us five stars. Please. Please. It's not much. <laughs> it's not much labor to go do that. Yeah. Aaron, when do you think the moment is um, when a podcast host loses their dignity? Is the first is it the first time they beg for five stars, or is it the fifth time? <laughs> we have we've been good about it. That's why I'm like yeah. I'm trying to catch up for yeah. lost time because we've had too much dignity, and we're not those types of people. So yeah, and I, I feel like it's not a real podcast until you lose your dignity. Yeah, so now so we're, we're losing we're, it. Yeah, exactly. And now we're real podcasters. Yeah, we're losing dignity. Episodes in. So. 58 episodes in, we're losing it. And speaking of dignity to lose, uh, some news from the quarantine. Before we get, we have some wild topics this this yeah, week. Yeah, we do. 
you, you will not want to miss a few of the things. Everything, and, and we're going to follow up on our big White Lotus conversation, as well as you're going to learn about Project Dunbar, Australia, abortion. We're going to do all the oh, hilarious. I, I have a, even. I even have a personal BTS story. I cannot wait to tell everyone. So, Ooh. do you want to start with our weekend preview? Yes. Yeah, so this is the weekend preview, and as Aaron mentioned, the theme is Labor Day, or labor. So rather, our weekend is about Labor Day. And in a mere, oh, I don't know, few hours, Aaron, myself, and a whole crew, we're heading out to Big Bear for a house with, for the weekend. And we have snacks. And <laughs> we're going to be swimming. And we have dogs and barbecue. I'm making uh, turkey tacos. I'm also making my now famous smash burgers. So, um, yeah, we're going to be eating good. There's turkey burgers. or Sorry, there's uh, Beyond Burgers specifically for um, the people that aren't into the red meat, um, like my dear, dear co-host, and they, and, they, and they slap. Trust me. They are really good. I cannot been, wait to yeah. smash them um, down my yeah. mouth. Yes, there'll, there'll be a lot of mouth smashing. And um, you're going to be listening to this right after labor day so after Mm -hmm. that we will discuss some stuff that went down on this weekend for you so you're going to get to listen to it twice you're going to see here after so we're going to make labor day which i I believe it should be labor month because we've all had like one heck of a like messed up year and a half so i believe we deserve a labor month so we're going to give you a labor month we're just going to keep talking about it for a month yeah it's yeah, because you know Aaron and I have a thing over. We don't let things go. And we no. just beat something into the ground until you like it, and we will continue to do that. Um, but yes, we're really excited for that weekend. And and also, and there's another thing I'm excited about that has nothing to do with labor, but it has everything to do with the moon. Hmm. There that I just saw during the quarantine. I mean, during this week during the quarantine that isn't a quarantine anymore, but it is, but it isn't, but it is, but it isn't, is there is a new movie that's coming out where the trailer just dropped called Moonfall. Have you heard of this movie? No, I don't think I have. It's directed by Roland Emmerich. Do you know him? That name is very familiar. Um, I think he's like a chubby dude with glasses, right? At least that's what he looks like. Maybe. I actually don't really know what he looks like, except he makes all the disaster movies. So uh, every one of the movies, like like the day after, what was it called? Day After Tomorrow and the one 20, 21, after all those, Independence Day, like everything where, where everything is getting blown up in the world, he's made. And so just when you think he's done the most amount of like crazy blowing up stuff you can possibly do and making the world end in all these different ways. He releases a new trailer for a movie coming out and I just can't wait to see it because I love when there's new crazy concepts like this. And I actually have a, 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 like a secret passion for disaster movies. I think disaster movies are very fun. I think we're living in one. Yeah. Especially now (laughs) Uh, we're, we're in a current disaster uh, movie and the movie is called Moonfall because the moon falls onto the earth. <laughs> That's the movie. Like the moon is coming and is falling onto the earth. And it's, you know, you think that every idea has been done. 
And then they come up with the moon falling onto the earth. And I just think that's great. And I cannot wait to see this movie when it comes out. I cannot wait to see the moon fall onto the earth. Okay, I'm in. And I just Google him and he looks, he's not a short chubby guy with glasses. Um, so, he's Australian? Yeah, yeah, I think I was thinking of just a completely different human. Um, yeah, he sounds Australian. But yeah, he's done everything from... Independence Day, the day you after were tomorrow. Of Patton Oswalt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Independence Day resurgence. I was actually thinking of God. What was that cartoon we had when we were really young children? It was like some English cartoon with some like fucking squirrel or mouse. His name was Penfold, and he was like Penfold. <laughs> shush. I was thinking of that guy, that little mouse. Um, <laughs> we just went from the moon falling onto the earth to uh, Penfold the squirrel. <laughs> and let's be clear, Aaron and I are not on mushrooms right now, so do not worry. Um, but so yeah, moon... <laughs> we're really not though. No. So what? Is, so tell me, tell tell everyone what other movies he's made before we get into topic one. Oh sure, he's made um, Independence Day. He's made Independence Day Resurgence, The Day After Tomorrow, Midway. So lots of movies that have day or sound or rhyme with day. Um, uh, 2012, another disaster movie. That was that movie. Um, Yep. Then he's got Moonfall. He's got Godzilla from 1998, Um, 10,000 BC, White House Down. He made The Patriot with Mel Gibson Uh, and he made Stargate in 94. So he's got some bangers. And Um, they all have just tons of things blowing up. Yes, yes. He's like he's like the Australian Michael Bay. But I'm not sure if Michael Bay is Australian either. So he No, Michael American. Bay is definitely from here. And I believe Roland Emmerich is not known to be a complete and utter prick. Gotcha. He's not Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I mean, Michael it's pretty Bay. good. Uh, yeah, you just had the good. best Michael Bay impression ever. <laughs> Oi. Oh, Michael Bay, uh, which is actually a great transition to our first topic, Aaron, which is it Australia. Is. It, so it is a, well, well done. I cannot wait to hear what this is about. So here. So oh, yeah. let me just um, come out and say, I know in our previous episode, we talked about canceling Australia. We walked mm-hmm. that back because we had a letter um, from a from a listener and she was from Australia. And mm-hmm. we read that letter immediately after we canceled Australia in the show. So we uncanceled <laughs> Australia. Yeah. And we only canceled New South Wales or what Americans, many Americans know as North South Wales because it's always abbreviated to NSW. Um, so we, well, we canceled North South Wales. I always thought South it was, Wales. they have a city called Not Suitable for Work. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that too, possibly. Um, so um, there's a couple of things. And, and Aaron and I, we are both vaccinated masked libtards let's just be we'll be clear about that right and we appreciate caution and we like to wear masks no we appreciate wearing masks we fucking hate wearing masks hate them. let's be clear hate them but we wear them right and we respect the people around us and cool wonderful um i wear Australia, masks i just trip people yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aaron trips and stabs people, steals their purses. But I but wear a yeah. mask to respect. Them yeah, too. exactly. <laughs> um, and so, um, what Australia has done is we talked about last week that you know they 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 went they killed a whole bunch of they slaughtered a whole bunch of dogs. So dog rescue groups couldn't you know risk themselves driving out into public and, and contracting corona. Um, so they killed all the dogs in this shelter 
to say, hey, we'll save you a trip so you don't have to leave the house. Well, now over the past week, um, there's been a couple of things that have just popped up that have been kind of crazy. One, um, they, uh, a man, he uh, had a medical condition. A lot of people claimed a medical condition is why they can't wear a mask. But actually, he suffered a heart attack while being cuffed. So police said, hey, you got to wear a mask. And he says, I can't. I have a heart condition. So they started tackling him to the ground and he had a heart attack because he has a heart condition. Um, that oh, was no. bad. And mm-hmm. another one, a guy, a dad was sitting with his young daughter uh, in a park, kind of by themselves, kind of away from everybody. Police came and cuffed him and arrested him. And there's a sad picture of dog sitting, daughter sitting in his lap, even though nobody was near them. Um, and he was pleading with the officers, hey, nobody was sitting near us. We we're just sitting having some fresh air. Like they're in like a remote part. Cops came, chased them and arrested them, handcuffed them and took the dad away. Um, what? Yeah. So it's like, and here's the newest thing, the latest thing. Oh, and no. um, and it's even worse. So in turn, in way, because they want to protect people, um, the government rushed through a bill that through parliament in just 24 hours um, that, um, you know, while... COVID was part of the the push for it. They want to pretty much fight, um, you know, crime as a whole. And mm-hmm. what they've done, it's called the Surveillance Legislation Amendment, the Identify and Disrupt Bill. So what they are able to do now, the law in Australia, they can enable police to take your phone. You have to unlock it, but they also enable you to modify or delete your data. They can change it or delete it. Number two, network activity warrants. Police can gain information stored in computers of a suspect alongside any suspected criminal networks and users linked to the individual. And third, account takeover warrants, where the police can take control of a suspect's social media and online accounts, where they can actually post from your account in case they wanted to have a sting from somebody, where they can literally, they are given the, 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 the entire chance to rewrite it. And so this was reported on everything from The Guardian. And this is... This is they, okay. This is this is Australia in terms. This is a country that I truly do love. I want to visit so badly. Yeah. I have friends that live there. I even have you know very close friends. He lives in North South Wales, and oh really? And he lives yeah, in not suitable was, for work. He lives in not suitable for work. And I asked him about the dog thing, and he was saying like his whole community, everybody was crushed and like absolutely devastated about it. So it's not the people, it's the government. And it's really, really scary what they're doing, how they're using pretty much police as like a stormtrooper force, arresting dad sitting with their two-year-old daughters in their laps, sitting completely away, hundreds of feet from anybody, secluded, arresting them, arresting people with heart conditions, slamming them to the ground, giving them heart attacks, and now being able to tap into your shit. Like, dude, give me hope about Australia. Well, 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 well. I hope you guys already pushed the uh, five star button yeah. on, uh, for our for our podcast because we're the hopeless show right now, and uh, I'm having a very hard time finding hope for Australia. Okay, you know what? There's a couple things. One, you just because of this story, there's a great callback that I'll be able to make about something you just said about taking your phone. So thank okay. you for that. That gives me hope for later in the show. Sure, great callback. Uh, Potential is great. Yeah. Callback potential is fantastic. You always look for that when you're doing a show like this. Two, with now I sound like President Biden. Number one, then number two, <laughs> and he always says I have two things to say. Number one, number two, and then it's like four, like number three. Yeah, <laughs> number, but yeah. you had two. It's so, like okay, Grandpa, we get it. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of things. Um, so what I be- think with this 
is it is a model for what extremes, why extremes on any side are wrong. As Rohit said, we both agree with getting vaxxed, being respectful of your neighbors, all, all the stuff that, that some people are protesting. We agree with. You should do that for the health of others, for the health of yourself. You Burning should heretics that. at the stake. We're all completely aligned. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We, we all are aligned. Yeah. No. I, there's nothing I can do to get out of that one. So we. So we. There's extremes, and what Australia is doing now, and America, in places, I believe people are acting extreme with the pandemic now too. They're not going based on science. They're going based on either virtuous thinking or uh, what's another word like. Just going overboard, going like making it political, making it like or going based on fear, just being too fearful. Australia seems like it's extremism to the 10th degree of there. They've gone way overboard, like let people live and people are being safe. There's probably a better chance of people getting hit by a car than than any of the danger like these two people in the park are doing. So what it to me shows is it's an example. Number three, it's an example of what the rest of the world shouldn't do and what America shouldn't do. We need to try to stay somewhere in the middle with this so that we're not we're not going so extreme in one direction or another. Also, to give hope for Australia, the only, you can only go up from here because I thought Australia was a much more properly run country than it is so now that I'm, I'm seeing more of the truths of what australia is i'm just like come on man you can step in, you can step your aussie game up this is wacko so i don't know if that gives you hope it gives me hope as an american it makes me glad i'm not an australian and i'm glad i don't live in australia and also during the pandemic a lot of people especially in entertainment went to australia to escape america in the pandemic and for those who escaped and are now there Ha 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 ha, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> so, can we hope gong something there? Yes, honestly, going into Labor Day weekend, big national American holiday, you really, I think, helped us realize that there's extremes. And, and you know, and I think that we are in this country right now, as far as our leadership, we're handling things in the right way. We can feel proud going into a big American holiday, and we can just feel good with some USA. Um, and USA. Cool. I feel, I do feel hope. I Let's do hope gong it. Not for Ready? the Australian people, but for at least us Americans. Yeah. Yes. We got a hope gong. And going right from hope gong to some hope. And we'll move through this quick because I really want to get to a couple other things in this show. But crypto. Have you seen what's been going on with crypto? I've kind of isolated myself outside of what's been happening with Doge. Um, that's up to about 30 cents again. Um, I've seen that Bitcoin is up to 49K again. I hope everybody bought at the dip. Um, I know I bought a little bit more at the dip. Um, and SafeMoon, every, that had a big failed launch recently. So, you know, the $500 that you and I each put in is like worth like 80. Um, and uh, and probably all the other things. Yeah, ClueCoin, my 500 in ClueCoin is worth like $11 now. Um, <laughs> and so, Plus all the yeah. time you spent to get it. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So it's most of most of our investments are in the toilet. But do tell me about Dunbar. So people are finally realizing that crypto is here to stay. 
So now the banks, central banks around the around the country, around the world, from Australia, there you go, Australia again, to Malaysia, Singapore, and, and South Africa, they're doing this experiment called codenamed Project Dunbar, that is a study that's aimed to develop prototypes for international fiat for international currency and they're doing this experiment to see what can happen as i believe it's to combat crypto but it's also accepting crypto and saying this is the future and they're trying to combat it but what i think is going to happen and why i think this is extra hopeful is they're saying it's okay it's good, like we have to adapt to it, but people aren't going to then want to go to the the banking way of doing it. They're going to, we're going to want to do our decentralized crypto way of doing it. So yeah, it's just it's, saying, it's like when, uh, when Disney would put out like a movie like Toy Story and then, you know, in China, they'd make a movie called like Toy Book. And, <laughs> yeah. and it would have like, instead of Woody and Buzz Lightyear, it would have like Fuzz Lightyear and Booty. Fuzz Lightyear is a great band name, by the way. Um, <laughs> Fuzz Lightyear. So, so yeah. What do, What do you think? Because I think it's cool. Okay. I think it's good. I, I think it's. I. Th I think on the one hand, it's good for the acceptance and the overall understanding of the cryptocurrency market. But I see exactly why they're doing this. The government wants their um, their share. Because here's the thing, you buy a house, you own the land, guess what, the government's still taxing you on it every year. The government finds ways to take your money. You win the lottery, guess what? The government taxes you for them doing absolutely nothing. Um, everything is taxed. Dude, you win, now, if you win on Price is Right, you go on Price is Right and you win like a brand new car and a sofa and a motorcycle and a piano and a couch, you get taxed on it. So you end up leaving the Price is Right after winning and actually getting called and winning all that stuff. And then you owe the government like 20 grand. <laughs> yeah. If I sell somebody, if I sell on Craigslist, you know, someone in my community, my camera lens, technically I have to pay those stupid fucks at the government. That's some tax. It's like, <laughs> fuck you. Um, and so obviously crypto now is like, Hey, there's so much money there. We're going to find a way to not only tax it. We're going to find a way to monitor it track it and in the way for you know so nobody does anything nefarious with it track every penny where it's going so it's they're 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 kind of giving you a speed ramp into like hey this is the easiest way to get into it but we are going to track you so i do still hope my hope is that all the sort of future you know now kind of dark places but future illegal places will find ways to stay um, so people can still use crypto that's untracked and unmonitored for no other reason than to tell the government to fuck off and stay out of their shit. Um, so whether it's so, yeah, it started out as buying drugs, but I would love to just pay for crypto and anything I just don't want taxed. Um, <laughs> so everything. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Hopefully not too many IRS people listen to this because I actually don't cheat on my taxes. You can fucking audit me. Please don't audit me because it's a pain in the ass. But like I don't. But it's like in case I wanted to, it's the principle of it. Like, <laughs> so... <laughs> That could be the biggest throw. We might need to cut too. that, but yeah. Yeah. No, that could be we'll, the we'll biggest throw. You're like, come audit me. You won't see any that sounds so Trump. Like, come audit me. You won't see anything. I'm the I'm the best taxpayer. I'm the best taxpayer ever. I've never paid yeah. the best I've ever paid taxes over my best. I'm best at best at taxes. And it's like, no, you're not. You're terrible at taxes. So uh all right, I feel hope. I'm excited. I, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to see your audit. Uh now now can 
So, all right, we have hope in crypto. We have hope in Rohit getting audited. And you know, oh, we also God. have hope in... What's that? And by the way, it takes a lot of labor to audit someone. So you don't need to do it for innocent folk like Aaron and Rohit. <laughs> Tie in to labor. And you know what happened this week in our sports update? Do you know what happened? Tell me. The Los Angeles Dodgers. This is going to be a short update. The Los Angeles Dodgers, finally, all season trying to do this, have taken over first place from the San Francisco Giants. The Dodgers are a half a game up going into a weekend series with the Giants. So we'll see what happens after the weekend. But it is so cool. And the there is a, a thread I'm on or a, a Facebook page that a friend, a Giants fan does, where it's all Giants fans and me. And they troll me constantly. And so I just put up the standings and I wrote, check it out, guys. Awesome, right? And then they're like, oh, well, you have so much more money. The Dodgers have so much more money. Like, like you got hella more money, man. Like, totally. Like, yeah. I don't know. that To me, that's a San Franciscoian. Uh, they are trolling the Jesus out of me now because we're in first place. No, you've been in first place all year. You got people at the deadline. So did we. Now we're in first place. So shut up and let me enjoy my moment. Yes. Hey, I'll, get, I'll help you make your moment feel better. If the Orioles were in your division, you'd be 43 games up on them, um, <laughs> which is very many games. Um, so in case that makes you feel prouder, maybe it does. Um, it may not. Um, the triple Oreos. Yeah, the triple Oreo. Oh, God. But, dude, congratulations, man. Dodgers baseball continues to be a powerhouse. And despite them being ranked, most recently reported, I remember. I don't remember what source, but they were, uh, I think it was a major source that, 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 that actually identified the Dodgers as the most hated baseball team in America. Yeah. But it's kind of like, and because of their fans, because of their money. But honestly, as long as you're winning, the hate is great. Nobody takes the time to boo somebody that's a nobody. And I forget if that was Reggie Jackson or somebody that said that. Um, but nobody takes the time to hate somebody that's not jealousy or rage inducing and if you're winning is getting under people's skins that's beautiful i Just love soak it, it in. Soak i think it in. barry bonds used to say it he said that the booing fe he fed off the booing yeah and barry bonds i don't care what anybody says i don't give a crap about steroids that dude was a beast and he was amazing because there's so many players that took steroids that were garbage players and garbage hitters and that and dude's still best. fucking great he was the best and, and people forget he was the best before he did steroids too he yeah, was always before the he best. turned into the before he turned into the Michelin man, um, <laughs> but <laughs> so. he did. He became that, and so yeah, we're hope gonging the Dodgers. Screw the Giants. Screw their fans. They suck. And if you're a Giants fan and you're listening, I love you. But otherwise, if you're not listening, you suck. And are you ready to do something fun instead of a debate? Yeah. Before we go to topic two. I like fun. I like fun. Too. I like fun. Fun good. We are going to have a little look back. I thought because it's Labor Day, because it's a holiday, we're recollecting the year. You know, it's been a, quite a year, a year and a half. I thought we would look back at the very first episode that we did. The top, what we covered. Just run it down real quick and let's see if we were right about anything. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Because it's also oh, wild what the first episode had. Um, Where is it? There it is. So here were the topics. Are you ready? Let's do We're it. Ready. First thing we talked about was how Joe Biden and, and Bernie Sanders emerged victorious. And Elizabeth Warren walked out, dropped out. So it was who will she in, endorse and, and how Bernie Sanders is not taking Bloomberg's money. So it's interesting how things there, you know, they some say some people say that things age like fine wine. That didn't. That's just like totally pointless and boring right now. Uh, <laughs> what's so then we had a whole section in our very first episode because this was before lockdowns and, and everything where we talked about how Italy reported 133 people dying in one day, 3,600 are dead globally, and there's 106,000 cases in 92 countries. So we, we talked about coronavirus as if it was that. That was the problem. Then we talked about how South by Southwest got canceled. And then we talked about having the quote-unquote talk with your kids about coronavirus and the plague, like the sex talk, but instead the coronavirus and plague talk. Like, just think about how weird life is and what has happened since then. We were totally off with, I guess, I think, downplaying just how crazy this would become. Would you agree? I mean, I think we did. We thought it'd be like over in like five months, four months, maybe even less. Yep. And isn't that weird to think of what? those numbers were and what we were talking about then. Cause I just, I think that's wild. And, and then there's another one. And this one was 100% correct. In the sports update, we talked about how the Orioles are terrible. Uh huh. <laughs> and guess what? We were right. They're still terrible. Uh, but that's kind of like saying, yes, the sun rises in the East and sets in the West. Um, and it always will. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and so so we were right about that. And then there's just two more. Ready? Yep. The sun does always set there, doesn't it? I've, I've figured that out now. This is uh, really good. I love that you went back and looked at some of these. We keep going. Yeah. So then we have that I had a wedding gift that I still hadn't given to friends that was almost three years late. And also a bar mitzvah gift, bar mitzvah gift to my cousin that was two years late. So half of that hope has been fulfilled. I did give uh -huh. my cousin the bar mitzvah gift, but I have still yet to give them their wedding gift. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, hope is not fulfilled there yet. Brian and Kayla, I'm sorry. I, I do know what I want to give you, but I have to like, see you and I haven't been able to see you so it'll happen I promise and then the last thing is this it said Andrew Yang still has a shot at being president uh, didn't scratch. age well didn't no, age well because no. he also doesn't have no. a shot at being mayor of New York so no, no. so to conclude this what do, what do you what do you draw from this Rohit I'm curious um I think this is a moment of realization for me. We might be, we might not be infallible. Um, 
<laughs> we might be co- um we might be complete idiots <laughs> again please i hope you've rated us by now please tell me that you already gave us five stars because we just <laughs> we just keep hitting new lows on this show today but but you know what though aaron we also take risks right yeah and just like george washington just like tom brady just like god like we have gone out of our way to you know bring hope and to like change things and just like you know go against what people might be thinking and saying so we pretty much are like those three entities we we are them yeah george washington tom brady and god <laughs> and aaron and rohit <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you're welcome everyone all right, are you, are you ready now to, to now? No better time than to dive into abortion. <laughs> speaking, speaking, speaking of how we're like, God, ready to talk about abortion, Rohit? Oh, I'm always ready. Uh, all right, we're doing it. So this topic is about Texas and abortion. Unfortunately for abortion, it might be the end of the row. Get it? Oof, oof. Yes, but oof. Yeah. Actually, I didn't even come up with that. It was the it was on the cover of Drudge Report. So okay, wasn't my bad pun, but the end of the road. It's it's a good pun, but it's a it's a tragic pun. Tragic because of because of because of really what it implies. And here's the the thing that I feel hopeless about. As people might know, in Texas there is uh, a basically they've. They've overturned Roe v. Wade and they went to the Supreme Court and conservative Justice Roberts, who's the head of the court, voted no, that this shouldn't happen. This can't happen. But he got overruled by all these Trump appointees, these super Christian, super religious. Also on the court. On Also on the court. Exactly. Yeah. And so it got overturned, which shows to me that the court is not acting based on law. They're not acting based on what they're appointed to do. They're acting based on personal beliefs, religious beliefs, which is not what a Supreme Court justice is supposed to do. On top of that, I find a massive, massive, massive double standard in what's going on right now and this happening in Texas. There are so many people who are anti-vax people in Texas, tons. And why are they anti-vax? Because they say it's their choice what they do for their body, to their body. It's their choice. Those same exact people are the ones who are anti-pro-choice when it comes to a female's body and what they do to it. It makes no sense. It is, you're doing a exact, you are protesting against taking a shot that could kill people if you don't do it, including yourself. And then you're saying, I can't, I won't do that because it's my body, my choice. But for them, it's not their body and their choice. So think about that. What is up? And it's not only that, Aaron, it's because, yeah, we could go on and on about, you know, pro-choice versus pro-life. And there's people that, you know, I understand where they're coming both from, like, you know, their religious backgrounds, whatever. This isn't about that. This is, I mean, this is definitely about that. But like, this is also about the fact that they are now deputizing citizens to be able to like literally citizens arrest or just like 
get people in their community, like, like get them in trouble for having abortions. Like it's not even just the police now. They are militarizing citizens to go against someone's constitutional right to have autonomy over their body. And it is insane. And it, it's this, honestly, I never, never would have guessed that this something happened. Even when people are like, oh yeah, Rovers Wade me overturned. I'm like, not in our lifetime, man. I was wrong. Yeah. I mean, obviously this, this is a strike to Rovers Wade because I didn't think that we could stoop to this. I didn't think that Texas, I mean, I guess of all states, it's too many Texas. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Florida might want to argue with you on that. But Florida, Florida, Texas is more authoritative. Florida is more mulleted and like, you know, like (laughs) doing lines of coke off of a dolphin's asshole while they're fucking like (laughs) ripping waves, you know, like that. That's Florida, right? Texas is more like. I won't ever be able to lose. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like Florida is more Tiger King. Texas is more Walker, Texas Ranger. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, I think they're different. Um, so where's the hope? Cause you're supposed to bring me hope right now. So here's hope. Here's, I've been some, some really good hope. Now there's a lot of activism going on around this. There's, I saw, um, I don't remember the name of it and I apologize. I wish I did, but there's an organization you can donate to, uh, that is able to send women from across state lines, discreetly packaged plan B pills. Oh, and, so it's like they're fine. I think they're finding ways for women to anonymously request this because right now, they, you know, you can't go through the mail because the post office, all that. So this is this could be a way around that, at least providing, you know, sort of contraception, you know, post contraception, that kind of stuff. Amazing. And I think like I love the way that the Internet is rallying. I think that this is something that we've only scratched the surface with the ingenuity of how we can. Honestly, this is this is like a very much this is kind of like a handmaid's tale type thing, but how we can kind of from the outside help the women that that are just trying to live their lives and do, do you really want more babies that are born and not going to be taken care of in this world or they're not no. ready for the world and nobody needs that. that that's just not it's cruel to the mother it's cruel to the child it's cruel to the community that has to take care of it and it's just it causes crime everything like that it's not fair um to anybody. And so we're already overpopulated on this planet. And, and this isn't, this, it, this, it, this, it's sad, but I'm, I'm encouraged by the internet and how the activism acted. Yeah, man. And can I play you one thing? Yeah, of course. Before we uh, go on to, I think what will be a very fun topic with white Lotus. Yeah. I just want to play you. This is what Jen Psaki Biden's, uh, press secretary said today when okay i may not be able to hear it because your airpods but tim maybe in the edit oh, no, I ha- you can... i've got it right here Ready? oh sorry okay he believes that it's a woman's right it's a woman's body and it's her choice he believes that it's up to a woman to make those decisions uh, and up to a woman to make those decisions with her doctor. I know you've never faced those choices, nor have you ever been pregnant, but for women out there who have faced those choices, this is an incredibly difficult thing. The president believes their rights should be respected. Go ahead. So that was Jen Psaki doing, as they call it, a Psaki bomb, because she also called the man out the reporter out saying you've never been pregnant you've never had this decision i great and i just think she nailed it with uh with the whole idea of 
the the president and yes he's religious he also is a man of logic and decency when it comes to people's ability to choose so i'm glad we at least have a president who stands for this and hopefully that'll also help what you were talking about i just felt it's a little more hope that's great yes coming from all levels from the people and from leadership and you know hopefully i hope all the people that are supporting enforcing people to sort of have you know citizens to have rights over other women's bodies I, I do hope they put the same energy into taking care of kids and supporting those kids that are born in, and, and don't have the resources. That's where I think the energy should go and not here, man. So, but let's thank the internet for once because I usually am <laughs> not thanking the internet. Um, and yeah, man. So I hope that brings some hope. It does. I think we can hope gong that. And are you ready to go to, well, I just can't wait to hear we're in hopeless, yeah. t- hopeless TV now. White Lotus. White yes. Lotus. I'm going to hope gong that. We're also going to, because of White Lotus, we're going to give a doorbell because knock, knock. Hey, what's up, bro? It. What'd you think of White Lotus? Oh, boy, Aaron. I thought it was a brilliant show. I loved it. And um, for those listeners that haven't watched it or finished it yet, please skip over the next few minutes. Um, what we're going to do now is a follow-up to last week's episode, and we're going to review my predictions um, for what happened. Um, and remind me if I'm forgetting anything, Aaron. But um, I think the first question he asked was, who do I think was going to die, right? Mm-hmm. You're wrong. Yeah, my guess was the girl who's friends with Sydney Sweeney, her character. And I was dead wrong, pun intended. Um, And we ended up, actually, Armand was kind of like in my mind the whole time, but I didn't actually, when you see that that body being loaded onto the plane in the box, I was like, why would it be going back to the US? And he's like an English guy. And so I, I was thinking, oh, that's, it can't be him. Or he's Australian, actually, not yeah. English. So why would he be going in that direction? So... Um, that was the reason I eliminated from the very beginning, but yeah. Were you surprised by that? No, I wasn't. I thought it was, I thought it was going to be him from the time he really said, he said he doesn't have, he found the, he got the bag that has drugs in it and he yeah, was he, a recovering addict. I was like, Oh, this, this guy's going to die. I thought he was going to yeah, die as an OD, but he got, he died because he got stabbed by the knife that, was conveniently there for that plot hey, but he died doing but he died doing what he loved which was pooping in a suitcase um, <laughs> I even predicted that I thought he was gonna go yeah and I thought it would be on the bed but he was gonna go like do that anyway keep going because right, then, talk, then yeah, I want to discuss about a, a issue I had okay we'll talk about other predictions I got wrong one the son the gamer son uh, didn't end up being gay he just wanted to go out and like Rowboats, and actually maybe it's ambiguous um but because i think she was looking at gay porn during it but like it wasn't about love that he stayed it was about how he you know he stayed on the island so he can just become like you know a hawaiian sort of native person rowing boats around and shit and competing and, and doing that boating around stuff great for him so i was wrong about that being his sort of like turn um other things um i was wrong about i don't remember um um, oh, I thought the dad would have cancer again. I thought it would come back. It didn't. didn't. And um, you thought that they'd hate each that the uh, Alexandra Daddario would hate Connie Britton. 
or they they'd get yes. into a thing yes. and they didn't. That that I was wrong. That was Chekhov's gun that was not fired. And um but what I was right about was um and I think it was kind of obvious. I'm not really tooting my own horn. Um I think I was right about the uh also I was also by the way, I was also wrong about the couple splitting up in the end, yep. which I think everybody thought, but they painfully got back together. It was depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last two things before we get onto your point um, was I was right about um, Stifler's mom, Jennifer Coolidge, her finding love. I was very happy for that. And also right about her completely ditching um, the girl uh, who plays Kelly in the other HBO show with Issa Rae. And I can't remember <laughs> the name of that show still. Um, and yeah. So yeah, that, those are my predictions. I think I did pretty bad. You did. You did um, but, very bad. Yeah. Very <laughs> so, bad. Yeah. But I respect uh, but, your badness because it was fun to listen to last week. Because to me, your predictions would have made it. Are you ready for it? A far, far better show. I at the end of this show, especially when the couple got back together, I was like, "So this could be a debate." I didn't buy anything in that show, and I didn't get the point of it. It was. While watching it, I was curious and intrigued, just like any show where they show that someone's dead and you want to know how who that is. It's like one of the best plot devices you can use is a dead person and you don't find out the whodunit style. You don't find out how that person died until the very end. Great plot device. It's been used in storytelling for hundreds of years. So in that regard, great. They did that. In terms of the story, I just didn't, by the world because I thought some of the characters, especially the main guy, the the husband, um what's it I forget his name in the show already, but the husband I felt was like such a caricature. I did not buy for a second that they'd be together. That girl would have left him. She never would have been with him. Like he was beyond stupid like and he just did that like i just didn't buy a lot of the pieces i know what they were trying to show like white privilege at its worst basically yep but i wanted to feel like i was in somewhat of a a world that was real and there was something redeeming in it and at the end when they're all waving goodbye to the guests i'm like why did i just spend six hours watching a bunch of people i hate suck and no one really got their comeuppance. And I just felt angry again. I felt cheated out of six hours. I wanted at least like at least end it with the husband seeing the wife, her waving to him, and you think, oh my gosh, are they gonna get back together? And then her walking up to him like she's gonna hug him and putting the ring in his pocket and saying goodbye. Something like that. Just something so he can yeah. cheer something. And instead it gave me personally nothing i just felt like oh i just i hate i i felt dirty after like what why did i just go through all this terrible show i mean it began with optimism and it ended with nihilism right the optimism of coming to this tropical island having the most romantic or the most exciting family time or a place to spread your mother's ashes all these places to say goodbye and all this kind of stuff and it ended with pure nihilism and pure self-involvement and yeah and that white privilege was carried them all the way through um and yeah i i my thing is like i was okay with the ending i didn't love it but i was fine with it i just don't know they're doing a season two and they're doing another location like i don't know if this I get it. It's like, oh, if it worked the first time, let's do it again. But I feel like it was so self-encapsulated. It doesn't need to be a season two, but there's going to be a season two. 
Uh, I will not be watching. It's not, yeah, hopefully it's not another, oh, someone died, and this and that, which I doubt it will be. But it's like, okay, let's see if they can, let's see if they can land the plane the second time. Um, but bit. I think storytelling-wise, the most important things in any story, in any movie, in any anything you're telling is the beginning and the end. That's that, They say that's what people remember the most is the beginning and the end. They remember how it started, how it ended. And everything in the middle is very important for the entertainment, for entertaining, entertainment purposes. But that beginning and end, like the sixth sense, if at the end he didn't see dead people, that movie kind of sucks. Like, but because of that ending, because he was dead the whole time, that movie's incredible. And with this, I just, we needed an ending. And instead we got this, to me, like a huge letdown that just, again, like the undoing, it pissed me off. Do you at least feel my pain? Please feel my I pain. I do. I do, Aaron. I do. It's like, it. it's a show that like the first three quarters, hell, even the first five episodes, you're like, okay, this is going places, intensity. And then it's like, okay, it's like the ending wasn't as surprising. And it was like, sure, something's surprising, but not really. And it wasn't like satisfying, but it was fine. So like it was, you know, like the appetizers in the main course were solid and the dessert was like, all right. It was like melty ice cream. I would say more that the dessert gave you food poisoning and made you go to the hospital. Okay. Well, that's probably because you're more food sensitive than me. (laughs) So, well, I, we are curious what you thought of white Lotus. If you have seen the show, please tell us. We're very curious about any and all opinions of this show. It is definitely, there's some controversial thoughts to it because it's a weird show. So curious what your thoughts are. And now we have to white Lotus. And now we have to finish up the show with just a few more things. Are you ready to? Let's do this. Let's wrap this baby up. Well, quickly, a personal story. And this is the tie back to the phone thing. Uh Uh-huh. So as we've always said, BTS, the K-pop band, is our favorite band. We just don't know much of their music or really any of it. But we love the what they represent and who they are. And we've grown to know much more about them than I think we ever thought we would. So I had a personal experience with BTS this weekend in the form of one of their cardboard cutouts. Uh, I was at the Japanese food market in downtown L.A. And I go in. I actually was coming back from the bathroom. And I go in and there's a Japanese cutout of one of the members of BTS. So I pull out my phone to take a picture of it because I thought it was cool and funny because it's like a life-size cardboard cutout of a BTS guy next to a bunch of like perfume that was at the market for some reason, like cologne and perfume. I take a picture of it and immediately one of the women who works there starts yelling at me for taking a picture. She's like, you cannot take a picture of the, the that. Please do not. You have to erase it. And she, and so I'm like, what? It's a cardboard. What? What? And she actually said, you have to erase it from your phone. And she starts chasing after me. Like down the aisle. Because I took a picture of one of the members of BTS in a cardboard cutout. And I start like walking fast to get away from her. And I'm like shaking my hand. No, I'm not. get, Get away from me. I'm not taking the... I'm not taking the picture down. I like my picture of the cardboard cutout. And and then... She, she eventually stopped her pursuit, kind of was screaming at me, stopped her pursuit. And then I quickly, we we left the the market. 
Yeah. And then that's not very welcoming. No. And then circle back around and see that she had turned the cardboard cutout around so you can't see it. <laughs> so <laughs> so it was hidden because of what I had done. And I was thinking to myself, you know, this is trying to figure out the mystery, f- trying to figure out the who done it, trying to figure out the why. Why did the why did this woman take so much labor in trying to oh by the way we didn't tie the labor thing with the abortion thing but see labor giving labor yeah I, yeah I think connect the dots you connected yeah. it so back to this labor <laughs> yeah. she took all the labor that it took to she turned it around and I realized I believe what they are doing is illegally using BTS and these cardboard cutouts to, to appear that they're promoting products they don't promote so me taking a picture and potentially tagging them or putting it on social media then makes it so that it's it's uh, been discovered that, no, they're not a fa- actually official sponsors of random fake cologne and perfumes. Well, I think that you should take that potential energy, turn it into kinetic energy and um, post it. But also, yeah, you should have yelled back at her and be like, Hey, Japanese shop, BTS is Korean. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, like <laughs> they're generally promoting all Korean products, you know, from Samsung, this and that. So uh, good luck. Um, yeah, well, they're, they, they yeah. promote everything. I mean, they promote like, I think, Rolex, but you can't. I mean, so do we. So uh, do we. Everyone does. Yeah. So we, we do too on this show. All the ba- all the heavy hitters. And you we, know, it's speaking like of which, we, we have to give us. a special thank you to our sponsor this week, Rolex. Thank you, Rolex, for sponsoring yeah. this show. Yes, Rolex. Officially the dankest wrist pieces for your arm. And the new Submariner is super good. Oh, so um, you were reading the, the prompt copy. that they sent us. Yes, yeah. th- th- that's, an, that's an official read that Rolex gave to us, and it's great. I think it's like really <laughs> well thought out. It's simple and to the point. Simple and to the point, which is yeah. the perfect segue to Hope in 60 Seconds. Are you ready? Simple yes. and to the Let's point. Let's do this. Hope in 60 Seconds. Rapid fire. Let me get the timer going. Aaron, both these topics are yours. Why don't you kick off with the first one now? I'm really sad because where did summer go? Summer is gone. Summer is about to be over. I'm really sad because this summer feels like it went by in this weird flash. And we hadn't had a summer really in two summers. And it's already over. Where did it go? Please give me hope because I'm really sad. Yeah, well, I I blinked. Summer came and summer went. But here's the hope, man. We are going to send it off in a blaze of glory this weekend and you know if you can't say goodbye to something you never truly had it and we are going to say goodbye the the harder we say goodbye to summer the more that means we had our summer um so that that's my philosophy on that topic so let's uh let's fucking let it rip i love it as lionel richie said in his song hello or as adele said in her song hello so hello to summer still because we have a great weekend ahead yes and time Great. And the next topic is yours. Go. I love New York City. I know you do, too. And I love the transit there. I love being able to get anywhere on on public transit on the New York subway system. And the subway system got decimated. There were waterfalls and floods. And it just showed how many 
leaks there are in the armor, pun intended, that it has that make it just not work. And it, I was like, I saw all the stuff that happened from Hurricane Ida, and I thought, man, this the New York subway system could like fall apart and get destroyed by another natural disaster, and it kind of did from this one. So give the New York subway system and me hope. Well, maybe it's kind of like you know, every now and then you got to dust under your couch. All this flooding, um, maybe it's just going to clean out all the pipes and everything like that. Um, and yeah, maybe this is just a way for nature to do some spring cleaning. Um, and oh, okay. and we've seen some cool rat videos. Um, not rap, but rat videos. Uh, sadly, some have been drowning, but the other ones are like swimming and having a good time. Um, <laughs> so I guess it's more content. And also the people in New York, some of them don't have to go to work because there's no way to get to work because all the roads are flooded. Oh, that's so good awesome. for them. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Too bad many have still stay-at-home orders from work. So now they oh, don't yeah. have to go to work yeah. that they don't have to go to anyway. But all right, and I also feel many hope. many of them actually need work. To, yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. I feel hope. I so feel then, spring cleaning. Love it. Love it. So why don't we, uh, Aaron, move on to our final, uh, our final part, the fan mail. Um, and so, yeah, why don't you take this one? We have a big piece of fan mail from Gene from New York. He said, I like your show. Can you do our podcast? The answer is a resounding yes. We are always happy to cross promote and to do other people's podcasts. We do do them sometimes in different ways. And we, if you have a podcast, you're listening and just write us. And we would love to schedule a time to be able to be a guest on your podcast. Yes. And you need to have a million of 20, minimum of 20 million listeners. That's it. Like or 20, either or. <laughs> Between 20 and 20 million, we're into it. We're in. So just let yeah. us know how many followers you have. And as long as it's at least that number, 50 million would be better. <laughs> then yeah. you're you're good. So thank you, Gene. Yeah. And the final thing is hope fulfilled. Do you know what's fulfilling right now? We've talked a lot about this on the show. I don't. People are getting vaxxed. The numbers yeah. are way, way up. In terms of people getting vaxxed, which gives me hope that things will get that this pandemic could actually come to an end, that finally it could start to come to an end. So I. So you're feel saying hope. that. So this is, but this is bad for my horse tranquilizer stocks, uh, <laughs> or sorry, my horse ointment stocks, not horse tranquilizer. That's ketamine. Um, <laughs> for so both yeah. of them, I know you have stock in both. Yes, of those. my horse medicine. Sell, sell, sell. Uh, <laughs> It's a uh, it's a uh, stock ticker thing is homed. Yeah, <laughs> but that's a great way to end it, Aaron. Listeners, everyone have. We hope that by the time you listen to this, you had the most amazing Labor Day weekend. Um, and yeah, Aaron, it's on. It's on. Let's do it. Have a great weekend, and until next time. Love you all. When the world seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore, here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless soul.